You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast, the number one resource and publication for the Internet of Things. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon. If you are watching this on YouTube, we would love it if you would give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this somewhere else on a podcast directory, please feel free to subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they are out. Uh, on today's episode, we have Yossi Applebaum, the CEO and co-founder of Sepio. They are a company that has built the first hardware access control platform, providing visibility control uh, and mitigation to zero trust, insider threats, BYOD, IT, OT, IoT um, security programs. Uh, very interesting conversation. Uh, we talk a lot about some things that are pretty new to the show. We talk about using the physical layer one um, information as new data source for achieving ultimate visibility. We talk about um, how to truly identify a device that is maybe potentially trying to hide, uh, hide, hide its identity. Um, we talk about why that matters, a lot of other security related topics. Um, and challenges that we're seeing in the space and what are some of the biggest risks enterprises face uh, in, in the IoT world. So uh, very good conversation um, and I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. But before we get into it, any of you out there are looking to enter the fast growing and profitable IoT market but don't know where to start? Check out our sponsor, Leverage. Leverage's IoT solutions development platform provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Yossi, to the IoT for All show. Thanks for being here this week. Thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to have that discussion. Absolutely. Um, so first thing I want to do is have you do a quick introduction for about yourself to our audience so they can get a better sense of who you're listening to. Yeah, so I started my career, you can hear my Israeli accent, as a, a young uh, soldier in the Israeli intelligence in a famous unit today, 8200. At that time, it was more secretive than today. Uh, that was literally on the beginning of 90s, so 31 years ago. Uh, since uh, then, I was involved in multiple operations and companies uh, around the verge between cyber and physical. IoT is part of that, of course. Uh, and I'm happy to be here today. Uh, I hope this covers a bit about my career path. Absolutely. Um, so next thing, talk about the company. Talk about Sepio a little bit. What do you all do? What's the role you have in the IoT space? Um, and then I'd also love it if uh, you could tell us a little bit about the founding story, kind of how the company came to exist what the opportunity you saw in the market to kind of warrant starting the company, that kind of thing. Yeah, so uh, Satio is uh, providing a platform for managing the risk that is coming from hardware devices. And of course, IoT uh, devices are part of that, but there is also OT and there's, of course, IT equipment. And, and to me, looking into that in a perspective, as I mentioned, of three decades, uh, we realized that the borderlines between IoT devices and IT and OT is not always clear, uh, and, and one definition does not fit all. So eventually every asset, software or hardware inside the organization brings a level of risk. And some of that is acceptable and some of that is not acceptable. And every organization has its own policies of how to manage that risk and how to define what is risky and what is not. So. Sepio's approach uh, is to first provide full visibility of all hardware assets. Uh, mature organization has quite good tools today to understand the software aspect of that, but not so many efficient tools to literally see in one glance uh, all the assets 
uh, all, all the hardware assets and understand the risk that is coming from that. Uh, so this is eventually uh, our space. Technology-wise, we are literally sitting, as I like to say, on the bottom of the barrel. It's a layer one of physical layer uh, technology. So totally taking uh, meaningless physical characteristics and being able to use them in order to provide that visibility part. On top of that, of course, there is the aspect of compliance and, and management of what is allowed to be connected in terms of, you know, specific vendors, specific functions of devices uh, into sections within the infrastructure. And then, of course, the third part uh, of the mitigation of the undesired, unwanted, too risky devices within the organization. You mentioned um, level one, the physical layer. Can you explain to our audience just kind of at a high level what that exactly means? So eventually when we look into the security market, especially in the cybersecurity market, there is the OSI seven layers model that eventually each one of the tools in the industry from cloud security to email security to application security and, and many other firewalls and intrusion detection systems and network access controls eventually maps into one or more layers into that uh, model that become and, and became actually the, let's call it the de facto uh, Bible of mapping solutions uh, in, into the stack. Uh, the bottom of that stack is uh, the physical layer, layer one up to layer seven. And the top layers, of course, are application security. But the bottom layer has to do with the connectivity layer, the fact that a device wirelessly or wiredly connected into the infrastructure as a physical impact on the connectivity uh, layer. So, you know, Ethernet ports and USB ports and Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, all of these are impacted by their physical uh, parameters uh, mm -hmm. based on the device that is connected to the infrastructure, to the Cisco switches, Juniper switches, Wi-Fi access points, to the USB port of your endpoint, uh, and so on and so on. So being able to look into that uh, considered for many, many years undoable physical layer that has no protocol and no addresses and all of that, and using that new data source uh, in order to provide uh, that visibility would uh, is actually a generating a new perspective and new ability to map everything without the need to analyze the behavior of devices or the traffic inside the network as in a layer two, layer three, layer four gotcha. security solutions. So, so then let me ask, um, what is so unique about that, that layer one data and how does it help I, like you identify devices and, and kind of just, just work in general to kind of provide value? So just imagine your hand touching the desk. You have a unique fingerprint, and that unique fingerprint has a identification allowed to identify you. Regardless the name you'll choose to use on that name from Ryan, you can change your name on the yeah. screen to someone else. The fingerprint never changed. So does any hardware device. Eventually, the components inside your mouse uh, or inside your computer a, as a unique behavior and the combination between these components and the layout of the printed circuit board that carries all of these components 
and then eventually the even the manufacturing process has a slight impact uh, on these uh, physical parameters the voltage the current the impedance the slope of signals the noise electrical noise that that device is doing and without being too academic we can literally look on these parameters as the literally the lines on your uh, finger when we fingerprint you so your dell uh, xps 13 laptop will have a totally different fingerprint than your raspberry pi and all of that now that's you ask a very important question, uh, what do you do with that? Or in, in a way, uh, why uh, it brings or how it brings a value. And first, uh, understanding the attack surface for any security professional is crucial. And, and being able to map all devices is a significant part of understanding the attack surface. Uh, the challenge is how do you do that in hardware devices without focusing and without building actually an A-stack of unbelievable amount of data that is based on the network traffic. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and solutions in the industry that are quite good, but eventually uh, require to tap into the network traffic, tap into the activity, and eventually analyze activity. So I see a video packet that goes from east to west, meaning there is an IP camera there. Yes, it is working and it is very precise, but the challenge is first, how you deal with that in, in a magnitude of you know, hundreds of thousands of, or millions of uh, data streams running in parallel. And how do you do that in an highly secured or regulated or under compliance organization? If the traffic is encrypted, you cannot do that. If the organization cannot share privileged data or private data with a third party tool, and we also, what happened when uh, third party tools get an unlimited access uh, uh, to uh, privileged information, the solar winds incident is still fresh to many, many people in the industry. Uh, uh, that's a problem. And our approach is, and our technology is totally different. Being able to map these devices based on the fact they are just there, uh, regardless what they do, regardless if they are active or passive on or off, uh, sending information or don't send information, contributing anything to the network or not, is kind of a game changer. Uh, I would add another important piece here, which is existing network traffic or activity monitoring tools as their need, of course, but mm. uh, it creates kind of a glass ceiling into deployment into uh, distributed organizations or quite large uh, organizations or any restrictions, as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, and the fact that you don't need to monitor the activity, see the privileged data and all of that, literally breaks that uh, glass ceiling of technology, enable organizations to map everything uh, without any nightmare to do with IT and compliance. Well, one thing I was thinking about was you, you talked about uh, earlier on kind of the ability to identify devices um, and I, is there, how often do devices try to hide their identity? And when that happens, how do you kind of solve that? So it's not, uh, you know, I would say that, uh, uh, finding a rogue device is the crown jewel for every, uh, security vendor in our market. And, and of course you are happy to 
mention these names and uh, mention these incidents and talk about these James Bond, so-called James Bond stories. And there are plenty of these, but in 100% of the cases, organizations don't know fully what they have there. So it's not the device trying to hide, is the device is just not being mapped uh, because of the limitations of technology, because of the inability to deploy tools that require huge projects uh, into you know deployment uh, in order to bring that visibility and 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 eventually you know one of our board members uh, she's an experienced smart uh, woman with history in in the CIA uh, once said a, a sentence that I keep mentioning which is for a CISO or for a security expert not knowing what's there is literally signing on a empty you know like an open check. Uh, you sign on that, you're responsible for that, but you don't know what you're responsible to. And, uh, and, and, and this is the case. In 100% of the cases, 100%, we see devices inside organizations that the organization didn't know about. And it's not just BYOD. Shockingly, the infrastructure of the organization, people really don't know. And there is always the ha-ha moment, as we like to call it, that, Oh my gosh, I didn't know it's there. It's not patched. It's really right. old. It's really risky. And that happens always. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I appreciate you kind of breaking that down. Um, well, I wanted to shift here for a second and ask you something a little bit higher level. What are, from, from the companies that you work with, customers of yours, what are some of the biggest misconceptions about what, security solutions in the IoT space can actually do and detect? Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of them, but I'm just curious, what do you come across the most that you have to kind of explain or maybe shift focus on because it's a common misconception about the capabilities? So, you know, the, I would list the three top ones. One is, a, a, especially from a customers that still struggle with their maturity of their security stack in general, uh, they would say, well, I have so many problems with the software. Why should I handle my hardware? And, and I'm sure that if I know all my endpoints, uh, because my endpoint security is providing that list, I know everything about my assets. And guess, guess next. Uh, it's not really the case. And Or organizations that keep saying, we don't have any IoT device. We don't have any OT device. We are a bank. Uh, right. We're an insurance company, and shockingly, they have plenty of these. Uh, so that, and of course, it brings them to a new level of threat they didn't even consider existing. Uh, another one is, I'm using so many tools. Why do I need another tool? I have a, a network access control system. I have some IoT security tool. I have OT security tool. I have a network monitoring tool that gives me the... Uh, uh, information into my CMDB. We keep hearing about CMDB, uh, but what we learned is that in mid-sized organization, and of course the tier one organizations, we work with both, the number or in percentage, the amount of information they don't know is shocking. I remember one really, really, and I'll stop with that, really, really uh, shocking number, a uh, really big organization, uh, was there was an argument between the IT and the security, and one said they have 800,000 elements, one said they have 2.4, three times more, and the number was four, four million. Wow. wow. So how can you even 
feel secured when you have no idea in a magnitude uh, on what's there. Right. And, and how do you, when you work with companies and that those kind of conversations come up or those kinds of discrepancies are being had and they're looking for a solution, how do you, um, how do, what advice do you have for companies kind of looking to get started down this journey? You know, it all starts, uh, people uh, always try to find a solution to solve all of their problems. That's the human nature, right? So we, I want a system that will allow me to see everything, manage everything, deal with uh, not just the hardware, but the firmware, not just the firmware, but the vulnerability, uh, and so on and so on and so on. So they try to bite a huge bite, uh, uh, and it's undoable in most cases. And, and I would always recommend to organization, regardless if it's hardware or software, first understand your asset. And yes, we do provide a solution to allow you not just to understand, but literally to control and mitigate, but start by understanding what you have. And it takes, if you have the right tools in software and in hardware, it takes very little time to get a grip on what's going on. If you chose the right tools, if you chose the right technologies, and after having that information, digest it. Don't try, don't run like crazy immediately. Okay, we have so much risk here and so much risk there. Digest, prioritize, and then you'll realize that your initial plan in most cases will be totally different than the one that you'll bring eventually. And I remember a, working with an hospital and mapping uh, all of their devices and giving them a risk score. And the immediate action was like, we have so much information inside our endpoints and it's so risky and so on and so on but then right. they started to look on their medical devices and mm -hmm. and the impact on the organization with uh, unknown devices there was potentially huge comparing to the endpoints so take your time understand digest and then plan absolutely you know it's great advice um it's an interesting topic for sure because security is not always the the, at top of mind for people who are kind of venturing into an IoT solution, but it needs to be, right? It needs to be super important and it kind of causes problems down the line if they're not bringing in these elements early on. Um, I think we've seen that, you know, especially just there's been supply chain kind of things happening. I know we've heard of some supply chain attacks and kind of focusing on, on the devices that are connected. Um, last thing I want to ask you is like, what do you think the biggest risks are out there for companies right now that they should be focused on? You know, I see a, in one end, a quite wide in, in industry uh, threats, but also very narrow into our uh, market. And, and I think that uh, while most of organizations today have some uh, idea of what they are going to do with a, uh, uh, their modern programs, their zero trust, uh, work from anywhere, uh, cloud, uh, and all of that, uh, we keep forgetting about the basic. Sure. Uh, and, and, and I think that CIS, Center for Internet Security, uh, mentioned a while ago, not too long ago, that the basic is the most concerning because we see today, because of the movement to modern security programs, is that all threats uh, coming back. And if 20 years ago, 15 years ago, we, we talked, everyone talked about USB devices and everyone were under impression that, well, now it's not a concern anymore because we closed that door and we moved on. Uh, so 
many organizations don't deal with that anymore. And then we see a increasing number of incidents around that. So I think that the simple uh, thing that I see and the simple thing that I can suggest is while you think about the future, don't forget a while, every once of a while to look back and make sure that at least the basics are covered. And, and of course, what we do here in Sapio is important to, to that, but there's many other stuff that uh, not just what Sapio is doing that is extremely important uh, to do with that. And last thing is don't stick to common definitions of uh, things and, and make them customized to you because some organization would call an IoT device only, you know, webcam or IP cams and a couple of uh, sensors. But in many aspects, uh, even your mouse connected to your endpoint falls into the definition in IoT device in many aspects. It has any connectivity to your organization, access to the data, ability to manipulate data, and it is a device. Uh, so be careful from following the crowd without customizing the uh, threat and the assets into your world and risk world, at least. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree with you. <clears throat> Super fantastic kind of information here. Um, on a topic we haven't talked too much about lately, we haven't really dove into kind of these elements. So I really appreciate you kind of taking the time. Thank you. Um, for our audience out there who may have questions, follow up, wants to learn more, get in touch with uh, with you all, what's the best way for them to do that? So first, uh, we are generating, uh, like our marketing team, generating a lot of valuable uh, information in our website, sepiocyber.com. Uh, there's also an ability to reach out through that and send uh, messages. We try to provide help uh, and, and building better security uh, to everyone, not just selling solutions, but literally solving problems. Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure that we get all this information out kind of attached to this, pod, this webinar, our podcast, sorry. Um, and I think our audience definitely take the time to look into what you have going on. A lot of great resources and valuable information in an area that people need to be paying a lot of attention to, uh, especially as they're looking at bigger deployments and really, um, you know, making sure they have a good chance of success. So truly appreciate your time. Thank you so much for Thank being you, here Mark. and uh, hope, hope talk again soon. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a future guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.